everyone, and welcome to The Confessors, a podcast about murders and the people that confess to them. My name is Kevin O'Leary, and each week on this podcast I will detail a murder or series of murders, and then play the confession of the killer. This week's episode features two interrogations where suspects confess to murder. The first confession in this episode is the story of attempted kidnapping and murder, and was made by 29-year-old information technology worker Ragnunadan Yandamori on October 25, 2012. In interrogation with police, Yandamori admitted to killing 61-year-old Sutiavath Vena and Sutiavath's 10-month-old granddaughter, Sanvi Vena, on October 22, 2012. Yandamori lived in the same building as the Venas, and him and his wife were friendly with the victim's family. Yandamori did not initially want to murder anyone. His plan was to kidnap baby Sanvi and hold her for ransom. Yanomori got the idea for the kidnapping when he and his wife attended a party at the Venice home on October 20th, two days before the murders. At the party, Sanvi's parents remarked that the baby was being watched by her grandmother while the parents worked. Yanomori perceived the Venas to be a wealthy family and he hatched a plan to kidnap the baby. Yandamuri had $35,000 in gambling debt at the time and his wife was pregnant. The IT worker was desperate for money. On October 22nd, Yandimori claimed that his kidnapping plan ran awry and that Sutiavath's death was accidental. He claimed that the grandmother lunged at him and that he accidentally slashed her throat with a knife when he fell to the ground. Yandimori claimed that he planned on keeping baby Sanvi alive, but he ended up killing her by covering her mouth, putting her in a suitcase, and leaving her in the basement of his apartment building. Baby Sanvi was found on October 25th, shortly before Yandimori was arrested. Here is the audio from Yandamori's confession to police. Uh, Detective Mark Azef is recording device, do, doing the recording de- device for this interview. It is now Friday, October 26th, and it's 7-11 in the morning. Okay? Okay. Could you please speak, tell us your full name? Raghunandan Yandamori. And can you speak up a little louder for us? Raghunandan. And your last Yandamori. name? You are Amore? Okay. And we, what have we been calling you? We've been calling you... You can call me Ragu. We call you Ragu. Okay, Ragu. Ragu, we've been together for for a little while now, and um, you provide us with a statement. Is that correct? Yes. And you also agree to um, have your videotape statement, meaning it's audio and videotape recorded. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And you sign this form, and this is a consented videotape statement, and that's your name? Yes. And that's myself and Detective Rathbon? Yes. And you signed it? Yes. And what's today's date? 26th. And the time? 7 or 2 a.m. Okay. And what this was is this is that you were allowing us to videotape this. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. The second form that we went on over earlier, this is your rights form, your constitutional rights. I read and explained to you what your rights were. That's yes. your name? Yes. Okay. And under the, do you understand your constitutional rights I read and explained to you, that's your initial? Yes. And what did you write? Yes. Okay. And with these constitutional rights in mind, are you still willing to talk with us and give us a voluntary statement? And what was your answer? Yes. And that's your initial? Yes. Okay. Is that your signature? Yes. You're, yes. You dated that? Yes. And the time? Okay. And that was my signature, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. After we, during this, you provided us with a statement that consists of 20, 23 pages. Okay. Okay. And... After every time we were done, I would hand you a copy of the statement, and I let you review it. You made any additions or corrections to the statement. Is that correct? Yes. And you initial next to every answer? Yes. 
and you sign the bottom of every page. Yes. And for example, on this page here, you made two additions. Yes. And after you made the addition, you initialed that. Yes. And we did that for every time we finished the statement, I gave it to you, and that's how we, we conducted. Is that correct? Yes. And did I give you enough time to read over the statement? Yes. Okay. And how have we treated you throughout this whole time? Good. We treated you good? Yes. Have we treated you with courtesy and respect? Yes. Have we provided you with food and water when needed? Yes. Did we allow you allow you to use the bathroom when you had to? Yes. Okay. You have no complaints so far with us? No. Okay. All right, Ragu. In the statement, you admit that on Monday, October 22nd of 2012, you went to apartment C603 of the Marquee Apartments. Is that correct? Yes. And who lives in that apartment? Sanvi and Sanvi's grandmother. San, when you went in, it was Sanve and his and her grandmother. Yes. But who lives there? Would that be Shiva? Lata and Shiva. Lata and Shiva. And how do you know them? I know them like friends in the Marquis apartments. They're friends from the Marquis apartments. Okay. What was your intention for going to that apartment on Monday afternoon? Just uh, to kidnap the baby. To kidnap the baby. Okay. And what did you bring to the apartment to to try and facilitate that? What did you have any weapons with you? I have a knife, that's it. You had a knife, and where did that knife come from? Like, from the home. From your home? And what kind of knife was it? It's a kitchen knife. A kitchen knife. And you had indicated that it was approximately maybe four, four and a half inches long? Yes. And it was a silver knife with a black handle? Yes. Okay. And when you got to the apartment, you had a, what were you wearing? Uh, black hoodie. Just if you could turn that way a little bit. Black hoodie. You had a black hoodie. Yep. And did that hoodie have a hood up? Yes. And was it a zip up? Yes. Okay, and when you got to the apartment, what did you do? Uh, like, I try. Like, my intention was not to kill anyone or not to harm anyone. Uh, I only tried to kidnap the baby and then uh, tried to have everything in a smooth way. Uh, what happened exactly is when I hit the door, the old lady opened the door. Uh, you. Do you think I have to show it with an action? We'll do that next. So okay. you knocked on the door, the grandmother opened the door? Grandmother opened the door. Okay, let me stop you there though. Other than the knife, what else did you bring to the apartment? Did you have anything else with you? Uh, I have a letter, that's it. You had a letter? And how many letters did you have with you? Around some ten. Around ten? Yep. And you had told me that you printed those letters at work earlier on Monday morning? Yes. And when did you begin to think and devise this plan. When did you decide that's what we were going to do? Just a couple of hours ago. A couple hours before Monday. Monday. Yes. Okay, so you went to the apartment, you had your you had your note, ransom note, and you had your knife, and you knocked on the door, and Grandmom opened the door? Yes. And then what happened? Uh, I showed her, like, the knife, and she went back to the kitchen. Okay. Then I showed it, and then, like, uh, I told her clearly that I don't want to harm you, or I don't want to harm the baby. I will... I will treat her nicely, and then I try to take the baby. Okay. In the meanwhile, uh, the grand the grandmother came over me. She came over towards you. She came over towards me. Okay. So I accidentally slipped. Uh, the baby slipped from my hand and fell down, and I also fell down on the baby. You fell down on the baby. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop there. And why don't we Why don't we demonstrate the beginning part? Mm -hmm. And here, this is a this is a plastic knife. Okay. Mm -hmm. It won't hurt. Okay? okay, so Detective Rathbon is going to uh, 
act like the grandmother. Okay, so stand up for us and we'll come over here. Okay, and if Annie can go over there. Okay, you come over here. Okay, we'll, we'll pretend this is the front. This is the front door. Okay. Okay, so grandmom opens the door. So let's say grandma opened the door. And what I did you do? Like this. What did you do? Uh, I showed it like this. I did not talk anything. Grandma went backwards. She went back into the kitchen. She went back into the kitchen. Okay. Did you so say anything? Uh, I like. I don't. I don't want to harm you, or I don't want to harm the baby. I will look here nicely. Uh, please stay back. Okay. I don't want to harm anyone. I told that. Okay. And here is a couch. And in couch there is Sanvi. Sanve was sitting on the couch. Yes. What was Sanve wearing that day? Uh, white dress. She was wearing a white dress. Okay, so Sanve was on the on the couch, and what did you do? You said you. Mm, I told this lady like this, and I got to Sanvi. Mm -hmm. Picked Sanvi. Said this is Sanvi. I picked Sanvi. You had Sanvi in your left arm. Yeah, in my left arm, a knife showing towards the mom, right. my grandmother. Correct. On the right hand, immediately, grandma came towards me, and I was in attention that time. Mm -hmm. I slipped the bottle. I'm about to fall. It happened this way. Okay, so you dropped Sanve and I fell down. And you fell, and as you were doing that, you can actually demonstrate. You can touch him. There like you go. This. And, and I, I, fell. I fell on Sanve. Okay. Then what did you do? Uh, immediately, the grandmother collapsed. Oh, she collapsed. Okay, let's sit that back down over here. Your grandmother collapsed back into the kitchen. Yeah, grandmother collapsed back into the kitchen. Okay, and what did you do? Mm. So initially, as I don't have the intention to hurt anyone, right? I got so scared. Mm, I got so scared, and I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, I don't like the. As I fell on the baby, the baby started crying. Okay, was the baby bleeding? Uh, yeah, she had a small injury on the mouth. On her lip. On the lip. Okay, so the and baby was bleeding and crying. Baby is crying and the old lady felt injured, so my situation went worse. Like I was unable to even think of what is happening. Like uh, I can say I'm out of control and in, I'm in a situation where I can't think of. Okay, but you don't. You weren't on any drugs or alcohol when you did this. No, you I don't drink. use drugs. You don't drink alcohol. No. Okay, so prior to doing this, you were thinking clearly. Yes. Okay, so I'm sorry. Get back into the apartment. So after this, I went to Sanvi mm -hmm. uh, and kept her on the couch first. As she's crying, I tried to stop her crying, like um, putting a kerchief on her mouth. You put a handkerchief on her mouth, and where did that handkerchief come from? It's from my pocket. Your pocket. So you stuck the handkerchief into the into Sanvi's mouth. Yes. Okay. And then where did you go? And then I went to see about her grandmother. Okay. Uh, she was bleeding by that time, and it's I it's too late. Like I stopped thinking about the grandmother, mm -hmm. and got few jewel, uh, jewelry presented the home. Okay, so you, hold on. When you went back in the kitchen, was the grandmother laying face down or face up? Uh, she was laying sideways. She was laying sideways. Detective Rathbone is going to demonstrate on the table for us. If you can show us and just tell us if he can lay across the table for us. Mm -hmm. She was laying on her side like this? Yes. Okay. And we're, how was it? She was laying like that? Yes. Okay. And was she bleeding? Yes. Where was, was she bleeding from? She was bleeding from the neck. The neck? And was it uh, a lot of blood? Yes. Were her eyes open? Yeah, I believe they are open. Okay. What else did you do to the grandmother while she was in the kitchen on the ground? Uh, as the incident happened accidentally, I'm not sure how big the injury is. So what did you do? So I woke up 
You went up behind her with the knife? Yeah, okay. that time I had the knife with me still. I saw once if how, the, how is the injury. Like, I'm completely out. Uh, I know something I did more than what I'm expecting. I checked how is it and it was too depth and... So it was too deep? Too deep and she was completely unconscious and everything like... From what I see, it was, okay. it was a bad thing. So you just used the knife to lift up her head? I the, lifted this like this like and that. it. And you saw that it was a very deep cut? Deep cut. Okay. And then... So immediately I dropped the knife next there mm -hmm. and went to Sandy. Okay. Alright. So you went to Sanvey and then you had indicated that you went into the bedroom of the residence, of the apartment. Mm -hmm. And what did you do when you were in the bedroom? Uh, I wanted to bring Sanvey out of the apartment, so I... First, my plan is to bring a box, mm -hmm. suitcase. So when I opened the suitcase, I found some jewelry there. Okay. So I took the jewelry and Sanvi and the knife. Okay, hold on. You said you took jewelry. Mm -hmm. So when you, what kind of suitcase was it? Uh, it's a blue color suitcase. Like a blue roll-on suitcase that had wheels? Yes. Yes. Okay, when you opened up that suitcase, there was jewelry in it. Uh, Is that correct? In the next suitcase. There are a few suitcases sitting there. You went through another suitcase mm -hmm. and you took the jewelry out of there and you stuck it into the blue suitcase. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Now, go ahead. After that, I took the knife, uh, the jewelry and the Sanvi and... Was Sanvi crying at this time? Uh, actually, Sanvi was still crying. She was still crying. So how did what did you do to try and make her stop crying? So... For her not to cry, I kept a uh, kerchief in her mouth. And did you have to tie it so it wouldn't keep falling out? No, but when I tied the kerchief, she, like, the kerchief can, I, I, maybe I did not tie it properly, the kerchief ca ca came out. Came out. So I kept two kerchiefs and tied her around her neck to this place, like a, a towel kind of thing. You So you got a towel from the bathroom? Or, yes, and from you the got bathroom. A, I so you got a towel? And you used that towel to keep the handkerchief in place so she couldn't cry. Uh, I, I, I tried tying this way, mm -hmm. but she's too small. I, do, I thought it would be so painful. Okay. Something. Uh, and so I kept the kerchief on the mouth. Okay. And I surrounded the head with the towel okay. through the neck and I tied it hard. Mm, but I don't know if that was too tight for her. Uh, by the time, like, after that, I took the suitcase. And where did you put Sanve? In the suitcase. You put her in the suitcase? So you opened up the suitcase and you stuffed her in there? Uh, it's not stuffed. It's a big suitcase. A big suitcase. But you placed her in the suitcase. Mm. And then did you zipper it up? Mm, yeah, half of it. Half of it? Okay. So mm. the only thing you took from the apartment was the jewelry which you found in one of the other suitcases? Yes. After you put Sanve in the suitcase, mm -hmm. what did you do? Uh, after I put Sanvi in the suitcase, I took the suitcase and came downstairs well, to the Did you take field. the knife out of it? Did you take the knife with you? Yeah, I took the knife. Okay. Did you have any blood on you from, from what happened? No. There was no blood on you? No. Okay, so you took the knife, Sanvi's in the suitcase, and you took her and you walked down where? Uh, 
took the fire exit and came. You got down. down oh no! You went down the fire escape. You walked down the fire escape to what floor? Uh, to the ground floor. To the ground floor. And where did you go from there? When I opened the door, it is facing the B building. So you went to the outside door that's opening to the B building. Yeah. Okay. And where did you go? Uh, from there, if you come to the left, you see the A building. The a building. There is a gym in the A building downstairs. There's a, and is that gym on the first floor? No, it's on the ground floor. The ground floor. So the window is only maybe this high off the ground? Yes. Okay, and what happened? The window is all open, so I put the suitcase uh, in the into the gym, and I also went into the gym through you, that window. You climbed through the window? It's not really climb. It's only like three feet Just away from the ground. Okay. So I could easily reach it. So once you're in the gym, the Sunday's in the suitcase in the gym, and you're in the gym. Yes. Okay. What did you do then? Uh, then after I came to gym, like there are no people in the gym most of the time. Okay. Uh, I opened the suitcase and I took the sanvi out of the suitcase by the time i saw her she's unconscious she was unconscious i splashed some water on her face but she did not move did she still have the handkerchief in her mouth and the towel around her head uh, when i opened the suitcase i removed the towel you took the towel out and i saw if she's conscious but she's like she's unconscious at that moment okay. i splashed water on her face but she did not uh, respond to that she didn't respond to the yeah. water but as all this happened to me unexpected i was so tense so i kept sanvi in the in the steam room in the gym okay hold on you you put san you left sanve in the steam room mm -hmm. the, where did you put her exactly uh, in, the, in the gym there is a steam room and there's a there's a steam room in the gym yeah okay i and kept her in that room in that room did you you said you put her on a step you laid her on a step yeah, i laid her on a wooden step was the handkerchief still in her mouth when you left no i took it off you took it off when you took the towel and the handkerchief, what did you do with those items? Uh, I, I got them into the suitcase. You put them into the suitcase, and did you take the suitcase with you? Yeah, I took the suitcase along with me. Okay, when you got to Lafayette Valley Forge Apartments on Monday afternoon, what did you do? I dropped all the evidences into the, the trash can. You dropped what into the trash can? Uh, the suitcase which has all the evidences into the trash can. And inside the suitcase was the hoodie, hoodie the knife. Towel knife, uh, the towel, the handkerchief, all of that evidence was in the blue suitcase which you threw in the dumpster? Yes. Okay, after you threw that stuff into the dumpster, where did you go? Uh, I went to my office. You went to your office and did you work? Uh, I was there for around an hour. Okay, alright. What did you do with the jewelry that you took from the house? Uh, like I kept like I kept it in the office only, most of the jewelry. like. Uh, except uh, two or three earrings, I had everything in the office only, which I So the, the jewelry is in your office, and where did you put it in your office? Uh, in the fourth floor, there's a cafeteria which has a Coke vending machine, and I kept behind the vending machine. You took the jewelry and you put it behind your, the vending machine in your office. In your office, it's 630 Allendale Road? Yes. Okay, and you work for whom? GSI Commerce. You work for GSI Commerce, okay. And the other bit of, ev the other bit of uh, jewelry that you had, where did you put that? Uh, I had a little bit, so I was scared that it, that may be evidence from my part. So I went and dumped it behind the river, which is there behind. Uh, on 422? On 422. You stopped your car and you threw it into the river? Yeah, I stopped my car, opened the window and threw it into the river. Okay. Um, where did the, the, the note that you made, you, did you, you print it, you typed that on your computer? I typed it on my office computer. And, and where did you print it? In my, in my workplace. You, you print it? Ten copies in your workplace? Yes. Okay, and you brought them with you to the house? Yes. Okay. What were your intentions? What were you planning on doing? 
I was my, I don't have any plans to harm the baby or the grandmother. I just thought of kidnapping and ex asking them for some money. You you wanted to kidnap Sanvi and ask them for money. And why did you think that Lafa and and Shiva had money? Uh, they both are working, so I thought they will be having some money. Because they're both working, and you thought they would have money. Okay. Why didn't you ever call them like the note said you were going to do? Uh, actually, uh, in the, uh, like I don't, I don't have any plans to harm anyone. Okay. Before I go there, but accidentally after everything happened, mm -hmm. I was scared. Like scared? I, I am panic. I don't know what I'm doing even. So I completely like. I don't want to harm anyone, but I harm two people, mm -hmm. so I don't know how to take this forward, so I never, never called call them. Okay. Did you ever go and visit Sanvi's bottle of uh, body after after uh, Monday afternoon? Uh, after around like three thirty, like that in the afternoon. Three thirty Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon, sometime like that. You had, you were you were home from work. I'm I'm home from work, and then I took a bottle of milk. Like this kind of water bottle. Okay. And I filled it with the milk. You put it with milk from your house. Yeah, from my house. And where'd you go? I went to the gym again where Sanvi is, and I thought of feeding her if she's awake. Okay, was she awake? Mm, uh, she's unconscious, and she's not alive by the time I saw her. She was not alive by the time you got back. No. Okay, what did you do with that bottle of milk? The water uh, bottle of milk. She's not awake. I threw it in the. I threw the bottle in the trash. You threw that bottle in the trash. And what trash can? In uh, Marquis B block. Uh, there is a apartment and sir, there is a trash can outside. I dropped it there. You dropped it there. Okay. Um, are you sorry for what happened? I'm really sorry for what happened. Before doing this kind of things, it's a... Can I explain? Yes, explain, please. It's a one-minute anger which I haven't controlled myself uh, because I have a good career, good job, good, good wife, good parents and everything, but it's only one minute of anger which caused, which ruined my complete life now. Okay. I really feel sorry for what happened. I know the pain the parents and everyone are going through. Okay. But, yeah, I know this is not a small mistake and no one will forgive me. But, I just want, I, I don't even have words how to express my okay. problem. Okay. All right. Reggie, Ragu, it's now 7.31 a.m. Detective Azef's going to come in. He's going to turn off the video recording, and this is going to be done, okay? Sure. Okay. In 2014, Yandimori was sentenced to death by lethal injection for the murders of Sutiavath and San Vivena. Yandimori became the first Indian American to ever be on death row. He was scheduled to receive a lethal injection on February 23, 2018, but Pennsylvania District Court Judge Patrice Tugger issued a stay of execution on January 16th, because Yandamori had originally asked to be given the death penalty in court, instead of seeking a lesser punishment. Pennsylvania has not executed an inmate for over 20 years. However, Yandamori remains in the capital case unit for now. His wife, Kamali, returned to India with their child. The second confession on this episode was made by 51-year-old Stephen Sanderson from a prison in Michigan in February of 2015. In the confession, Sanderson admits to killing convicted pedophile and former policeman Theodore Dyer while sharing a cell with him in prison. At the time, Sanderson was serving a life sentence for murdering his girlfriend in 1999. 
Dyer was serving a 25 to 50 year sentence for sexually assaulting his nine-year-old neighbor, but had only been in jail for less than a year before being murdered. When Sanderson found out about Dyer's crimes, Sanderson strangled his cellmate to death with his shoelaces. Sanderson claims that he was molested as a child himself, so sharing a cell with a pedophile set him off. Here is Stephen Sanderson's confession. you just go ahead and tell us what happened? All right, I guess he decided to clear his conscience or something, but, you know, he told me what he was in prison for, that he had, you know, was accused of raping a, an 11-year-old girl, and he got 25 to life for it, and, you know, I told him that's enough. I don't want to hear any more. Um, I first, you know, punched him a couple times. Still wouldn't shut up. Still kept telling me he wanted to explain that he didn't do it, that he was being set up and all this stuff. And I don't know, I just got mad and then hit him and, and then I killed him. When I knocked, I hit him and knocked him out and then I took the shoelaces out of his shoes, tied them together, wrapped it around his neck and strangled him. Then, um, after I was done, I mean, I was, I was aware of what I was doing, you know, and then I just, put him on his bed and covered him up and climbed in my bed and went to sleep. I noticed, you know, we obviously we've been in, in your cell, mm -hmm. that it appears that all of your belongings you packed up. Yeah. Okay. When did you do that? Mm, right after I knew he was dead. Right after you knew. So, and the reason for doing that would be? Because when you go to the hole, that's usually what the police do to pack it up. And I figure, yeah, they're going to tear my shit up. So okay. let me just do it myself. So, so what happened to the shoelaces? Lost them down the toilet. Okay. Now, those laces came out of Ted's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you were done, you flushed it down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Because I'm an idiot. I don't know. Just I mean, you know, obviously I don't think right. I'm a in prison for most of my life, so my thinking isn't really rational. <clears throat> I don't know, I just kind of... Thought that that was the appropriate thing to do at that time? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I just, you know, I know murdering somebody's not a good thing, but, I mean, Jesus, man, if, yeah. if the things this guy did, he, things he said he did, yeah. I wouldn't want someone like that on the street again. So, I, I do what's necessary. I do what some people won't. I mean, you guys are cops. You arrest people all the time for stuff that you wish you could shoot them in the face. I already know that. I'm not stupid. You know, I mean, I there's there's crimes that shouldn't be committed. So, you know, I just have, I don't know, I just don't have any empathy for okay. people. So. so so basically, what you did, you, you figure Ted got what he deserved. Ted got what he deserved. I believe that with all my heart. Okay. You know, I hit him a couple of times and I pulled the chair back and sat in the chair and then um, he kind of got up posturing on me. You know, that's kind of like means, you know, he got up like, you know, so I was like, okay, you know, and then I caught him again. And when he went down, I was like, yeah, sucks to be you. I just don't think stabbing or shooting somebody's a little too impersonal. If you're going to kill somebody, you might as well be personal about it, right? You think that's more personal? Yeah, I just, you know, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but if you have to go to that extent, yeah. I want it to be personal. I don't, I don't like violence, but if I have to go to that extent, then I want it to be personal. After the murder, Sanderson pled guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to his second life sentence. Although Sanderson does not regret killing Dyer, 
He also has stated that he does not feel like a hero for the murder. Sanderson will spend the rest of his life in a Michigan prison. The Confessors is written, produced, and edited by me, Kevin O'Leary. You can follow the podcast at Confessors Pod on Twitter and like us at The Confessors Podcast on Facebook. Tune in next week for another story of murder and confession. Thank you, everybody, for listening.